Let me thank members of our choir and our minister of music, our musicians, the drummer, guitar player, all of them for their presence today. Let me, let, me re let me say this again. I try to remember to say it every time I come here. Um, it was at the cross where I first saw the light. But it was at New Mission where I first saw the cross. I will always be grateful, extremely grateful for God planting my life here at a most crucial time when I needed a preacher to preach the gospel to me at a critical time. God knew I didn't need somebody playing. I needed somebody preaching. And so he sent me to New Mission. And I remember after I joined, I went and got my brother. <clears throat> and he used to fuss at me and tell me, you act like ain't no other church in Cincinnati but New Mission. And he came and he got hooked. Then Robert Horney came. He came and he too got hooked. Amen. It's a blessing to be a member of the new mission, Missionary Baptist Church. I thank God for Pastor Ventus. I genuinely love him. And I'm of a persuasion that we have got to stop commending people for what they do. Because it's more important to be able to commend them for what they are. You, you look around, there are a whole lot of people who can do great things, but there are not a whole lot of people who are great Christians. So you, you be thankful because not only is he a great preacher, more importantly, he's a great Christian. Amen. He's a great Christian. So you want to be thankful for that. You want to be thankful for that. Amen. If you brought your Bibles today, please turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. I want to read, begin reading at verse number 6, and then drop down to verse number 16. <clears throat> Again, reading at verse number 6, and then drop down to verse number 16. And it reads this way. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, 
has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by, by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through sufferings, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our body. And then in verse 16, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Amen. Thank you so much. Ask your prayers today as so we consider the subject, pain with a purpose. Pain with a purpose. Knowing uh, that we would be gathered in this schoolhouse and knowing that we are here for training in reigning knowing that we have come here to learn, not just to shout and go back home and live the same existence. I pray that as you have come here into the schoolhouse of the Lord, that you will be able to get some things that will really honestly help you to grow so that you don't have to live on the same level where you presently are. For it would be a shame for us to come to a ministry like this and then our lives remain the same. And with that in mind, I want to talk to you today about pain with purpose. Now, I don't want to give the idea that God causes all of the pain. But I think that we need to know that God works with the pain. And God works through the pain in our lives to accomplish some things. So you can be hurt. But God is going to work even with the hurts that come into your life and work something out of that 
that is going to ultimately be good. So allow me to establish right away that if you live long enough in this life, you are going to go through some painful situations. And yet I want you to understand that it is not God's purpose to try to shield your life completely from pain because you grow through pain. There is a purpose for pain in your life. Pain does not just come to make you hurt or to break your heart or just so that you will have a hard time. You will find situations in your life where you feel like you are hard pressed on every side and yet you are not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not forsaken and struck down but not destroyed. And so we have to equip ourselves understanding that in this life, you're going to have some pain. Listen, disappointment is not based on what you find in life. Disappointment is based on what you expected to find. Amen. And so I thought since we had this time together that I wanted to give you some realistic expectations. So you are not shocked when you experience pain in your life. Most folk in here today, beyond teenage years, have already had some degree of pain. And even before and during the teenage years, there are those who have had some pain. They had a little heartthrob. that they thought that they were in love with, <laughs> who broke their heart. <laughs> Things did not work out as they anticipated. I, I want to tell you today that I don't care how careful you may be in life. Nothing exempts you from pain. Amen. Amen. Nothing, absolutely nothing, will exempt you from pain. Saying that you are not hurting will not exempt you from it. Amen. And not letting people see you cry in public does not exempt you from pain. I, I hate to tell you, but not even prayer. Mm-mm will exempt you from pain. Contrary to popular opinion, money will not exempt you from pain. Beauty will not exempt you from pain. I know some good looking folk who are going through. Amen. And even if you're in ministry, it will not exempt you 
from pain. I, I'm telling you, I don't care what you are. I don't care who you are. Nothing exempts you from pain. You can be as smart as a whip. You can be a brilliant genius, and you will still experience pain in your life. Position does not exempt you from pain. Nobody cares that you are the president or that you have your own business. Nobody cares that you are self-employed. You are not exempt from pain. I want to remind you of something that D.L. Moody once said. When it's hard to pray, you ought to pray the hardest. You're going to have some pain in your life. There's going to be something in your life that's going to pain you. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 3, I hear Paul saying to Timothy, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You can't help but wonder why would the Bible prophetically tell you to endure hardness if you could pray your way out of it. Amen. There are some things that God will shield you from and some things that God will keep you from, but God says endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. And whenever you are reading the Bible and you see this word endure, it means that you are not going to be delivered from it. Hallelujah. You're not going to be kept from it. You have to go through it. Sometimes the way out is the way through. Amen. It may be uncomfortable, but you have to go through it. If you want to come to it, you have to go through it. Endure hardness as a good soldier. There is a purpose for your pain. And I want to, to remind each of you what some of the purposes of your pain might be. First, you need to know that you do not gain endurance by reading books and listening to CDs. You develop endurance by being in hot water and having to stay there until it toughens you to the degree that you're able to deal with it. Listen, <laughs> if you're having marital problems, don't try to solve them by switching partners. Amen. Statistics say that the second marriage is always worse than the first anyway. Amen. Amen. If you got problems on your job, don't try to get another one and switch employers. That's really not the solution. Amen. You'll discover that the real answer is for you to hang in there and mature. Amen. So I didn't want to try to sugarcoat it for you today, put it in disguise and talk in riddles. I wanted to talk plainly to you and let you know there's no need in trying to run away from a problem when you are the problem. Amen. 
Amen. No marriage will fail without your help. Amen. 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 There is a purpose in the pain. You have to understand that life cannot be lived without pain. If you don't understand that there is a purpose for your pain, when you start going through the pain, you begin to adopt the idea that God is mad at you. You'll start wondering in your mind, what did you do to deserve this? Heard one preacher say that when he was going through his problem, he was searching his history, and he went all the way back to kindergarten trying to figure out why he was going through presently in his life. What did I do to deserve this? Have you ever thought about the fact that we call it growing pains? It's always uncomfortable to grow. Pain has a way, however, of getting the foolishness out of your life. Amen. 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 Really now, you, you, you get sick enough. Amen. You, you get sick enough. And, and you find out that the last thing you are thinking about when you really get sick is foolishness. <laughs> Amen. It'll stop you from making some calls. And it'll stop you from receiving others. <laughs> if I was at home, I'd have said that different, but I'm not at home. So sickness, foolish pain will, will get some of the foolishness out of you. Question comes up, why does a good and loving God allow his children to suffer pain? Because pain motivates us to seek God like we never have before. Amen. Pain can make you desperate for God to do something in your life. Pain can help you to be motivated to get blessed. Amen. Pain will cause you to be sincere, dedicated, and determined in your walk with Christ. Pain has a way of making even folk who are not religious say, Lord, have mercy. Amen. Amen. Folk who never set foot in church in their life, if pain comes, amen. There, there are some folk in this room under the sound of my voice that have had a hard time. Some of you have almost lost your lives and almost lost your mind. You've had a hard time and life dealt you some stuff that the average person could not have handled. But I'm telling you that you ought to have a conclusion in your mind that I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. It, it was my trouble. That, that made me the man that I am. It, it was my trouble that, that, that brought me to an awareness of God. It was my trouble 
that causes me to say when I look back in retrospect that I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Uh, would you say it with me today? There's a purpose, There's a purpose. in my pain. Amen. Amen. I know nobody wants the pain. Pain is uncomfortable, and I'm the first one to admit it. I don't like pain. Amen. But I know that you're going to experience pain in your life, emotional pain, mental anguish, physical pain, broken hearts, financial discomfort, and all of those kinds of things. So you have to accept the fact that whenever you grow, you're going to experience pain. Every time you have pain, you ought to ask yourself this question. What can I grow from this experience? Amen. One reason that pain is involved with growth is because all growth involves change. And all change involves loss. Whenever you change something, that means you lose the current way that it is. All change involves loss. And one reason that we don't necessarily like change, I've discovered, is that we resist change. We resist being changed. We hate to lose and leave the familiar and then step into the unknown. Pain teaches us valuable lessons about humility. The psalmist said, it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. What a strange statement. He said, it was good for me that I've gone through hell and high water so that I could grow up, so that I could learn God's law, so that I could learn to be obedient. He said, it's good for me that I have been afflicted. Now, you would think that a person is out of their mind saying that it is good for them that they were afflicted. He says, it's good because I could learn his statutes. I've learned your law, Lord. May I tell you that your suffering is never in vain as long as you get something out of it. Amen. 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 Ain't no sense in going through all this and not getting nothing out of it. Huh? I mean, if you got to go through it, you know, you don't want to come out of it the same. Huh? Amen. As long as you come out of that thing and realize that it has helped to make you who you are, then you really don't have regrets over the things that you suffered. Amen. Pain makes us better people. Is there witness in here? Pain makes us better people. Through pain, listen, through pain, we become more compassionate. <laughs> amen. Because you know, once we get saved, amen, just a few weeks after we get saved, we condemn everybody for doing what we was doing just a few weeks earlier. Amen. Amen. Look at them. They ought to be shame of themselves. Huh? They call themselves a Christian. Huh? <laughs> Amen. 
pain helps us to be more compassionate on other people who are suffering, especially if you have suffered. Amen. Amen. When you see somebody hurting the way you used to hurt. Amen. And so if you have to, if we have to go through something, we ought to be able to get something out of it. Amen. There is a purpose that is accomplished in our lives through the process of pain, an uncomfortable situation that we grow through. Amen. Every time you grow, you're going to experience some pain. Pain is often something that is discomforting, uncomfortable. So pain is discomfort that is created through disorder. Other times, if you're experiencing pain in your life, it indicates there's something that is out of order. Sometimes, Pastor Vendors, we need a great big old sign hung around our neck that says out of order. Amen. Amen. If you're experiencing pain in your life, there is something that is out of order. It might be your prayer life. Amen. Maybe the fact that you're not paying your tithes. Amen, Reverend. Amen. Or it might be something that's out of order with your thinking. Maybe your thinking is out of order. But pain is discomfort that is created through disorder. And whenever you go through painful situations in life, you need to start looking to see what is it that I need to bring back into order in my life so I can stop this pain. Now, now pain is not a negative thing. It's not an evil thing because if you have something wrong with you, you need pain to let you know something is wrong. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine being sick and not knowing it? Amen. You have to have pain. Because here's the principle. You cannot heal what you cannot feel. Amen. Amen. That's our greatest concern is that we want something good to come out of what we've been through. If we have to go through some unpleasantries in life, let it serve a purpose. Now, let me tell you what hell is. Can I give you a definition of hell? Hell is defined as being without a purpose. When you don't know your purpose, you will live like hell. Amen. Hell is not having any purpose. Amen. Amen. And whenever you find people who are not living their purpose, they are in a continual state of hell, and they are creating hell for somebody else. They hell to live with. Hmm? Amen. Amen. For they have no purpose. Amen. 
So we always want to be in our purpose because we don't want to be those who are causing pain in the lives of other folk just because we hurting. I mean, because you hurting doesn't give you the right to hurt other folk. Huh? Amen. And you know the principle, hurt people hurt people. Amen. Amen. And the time you find an individual that's always snapping and hurting other individuals, they've been hurt themselves. Amen. Amen. Because they are hurt now, they spread the hurt. You do know that misery loves. Amen. 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 Joni Tata said these words, God is a master artist. God brings the cool, dark contrast of suffering into your life, and that contrast is laid up against the golden character of Christ within you. It will draw attention to him, its light against darkness, its beauty against affliction, its joy against sorrow, its a sweet, patient spirit against pain and disappointment. You are the canvas upon which he paints glorious truths, sharing beauty and inspiring others so that people might see him. Amen. God wants it to be so that when people see you, they can see the beauty of the spirit in which you are able to take it and cause people to see the glory of God. You see, when you've gone through dark periods of life, that's when the glory of God begins to really shine. You've ever been in a jewelry store and, and, and to look for some diamonds? Have you ever noticed that they don't put the diamonds against a white background? They, they put them against a, a black background because it's the black drapery that will cause the diamonds to have that bling in it. Amen. And, and it's like that in our lives, that whenever we go through something, amen, whenever we've been through something, God uses it, that background, to put it up against that dark background so that others can see the glory of God. Amen. 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 So, so God... When he looks for people, and he looks for people, he, he, he wants people that he can mature. He wants people that he can establish, that he can strengthen. See, you see, Pastor Ventus, some people have not become settled in their lives because they haven't been through enough. Haven't been through enough. We are developed by the experiences that we have. They actually help us to grow. You, you will learn more from your failures than you do from your success. I can prove it to you right now. Tell me what stands out most in your memories. The good times or the bad? Amen. Amen. And so here it is, as I hurry on, we don't have a right to speak for God, a pastor, unless we can see value in people that have a terrible reputation. 
unless we can see worth in somebody that's messed up. Amen. Unless we're willing to give somebody another chance who's already blown it. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Unless we can look at some people and say, there's a sweet little girl behind that figure. There's a sweet brother behind that figure. Amen. Because of all the pain that they've been through. Folk try to cover their pain in the church. Amen. I don't care how much you cover it, it's still there. Amen. It is still there. So finally, James says, in James chapter 1 and verse number 2, he puts it this way. He says, my brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse or various trials. He says, count it all joy. He, he is saying it's not going to be joy, but consider it to be joy. <laughs> Amen. James says, you know why you can count it joy? Because if you were connected with God, you know you're going to make it through. Amen. He says, you are not rejoicing when you see a test or a trial come into your life. The reason that you are rejoicing is because trouble does not come to last. Trouble comes to pass. I want to say to somebody today, even now, that the storm is passing over. Did not come so that it could rest over your life and create trouble for all of your days. Amen. It's not what you come to in life, God Almighty. It's what you come through. I, I don't want to hear a pastor preach that ain't been through nothing. I wouldn't care how many degrees he has, nor the size of his sanctuary or his edifice. If he ain't been through nothing, he ain't got nothing to tell me. I want to know, does he know anything about a broken heart? Does he know anything about pain and sadness and sorrow? Amen. Because it's not what you come to in life. It's what you come through. So James says, my brother and my sisters, count it all joy. When, that means you're not going to be exempt from it. Amen. Story is told of a man who had written a new song that would be introduced in a, on a Broadway play. He attended the opening night, and at the time when his song was to be sang, he sat and he listened. When the performance was over, the producer went to him and said, tell us, what do you think about how your song was rendered tonight. He said, well, the young lady that sang it had a beautiful voice, had great range and all of those things. He says, I just wish she had suffered a broken heart. <laughs> said, because I wrote that song, 
to be saying by somebody whose heart has been broken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 it ain't what you come to in life. It's what you come through in life. And God is gathering around him an army of wounded soldiers. Yes, he's gathering around him folk who've been through something. You see, if you ain't been through nothing, uh, how in the world are you going to help me uh, when I'm uh, going through mine? Lord, have mercy. How will you be able to lift me if you've never been down? Yeah, how in the world will you be able to help me if you've never had to cry sometimes? Lord, have mercy. You've got to go through something. Count it all joy when trouble comes your way. Amen. Various trials. Amen. Regardless of what the trial may be, you've got to learn to count it all joy. And then I hear Peter saying something. Peter says, think it not strange. Lord, have mercy. Say, when you're going through, don't think it's something strange that's happening to you. I tell folk at St. Mark, I say, you the one said you wanted to be like Jesus, didn't you? <laughs> well, if you want to be like Jesus, you got to go through something. Oh, yeah. If you want to be like Jesus, you got to be hurt sometimes. If you want to be like Jesus, you've got to be disappointed sometimes. If you want to be like Jesus, you got to be betrayed sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's what it takes. Uh-huh. You got to go through something. Yes, there's got to be something in your life that you can learn how to be joyful even in the midst of trials. You know what I found out? Joy and sorrow are next door neighbors. Yes, they are. Every morning, sorrow leaves the house and says, good morning, joy. And joy says, good morning, sorrow. I'm trying to tell you that they live real close together. And when you're experiencing sorrow, if you look hard enough, you'll find a little bit of joy in it. Yes, you will. And when you're going through joy, you better say thank you, Jesus, because right around the corner, sorrow is waiting on you. Yes, it is. You got to learn how to celebrate life every day, regardless of what's going on. I heard Walter Scott Thomas say, that when you're shouting, shout with one eye open and one eye closed. 
With the eye that's open, you're saying, thank you, Jesus. With the eye that's closed, you're saying, what's coming my way? You don't know what you've got to go through in this life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's going to be pain. But the pain has a purpose. Yeah. Now I know. There was a reason why I didn't kill myself. When I thought that was the right thing to do. Now I know that there must be something special about my life. Because now when I look back, I understand that he made me to survive. Any survivors in here? He made me to survive. He didn't make me to quit. He made me to survive. He made me to triumph over my troubles. He didn't make me to walk around with my chin stapled to my chest. He didn't want make me to walk around feeling sad and sorry for myself. He didn't make me to be throwing pity parties. But he made me to tell everybody through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. It was grace that brought me saved thus far, and grace will lead me on. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know you wasn't there. You don't know when and you don't know where. You don't know what the Lord has done for me. Yeah. Yeah. The pain. What would you do? What would you do if the next package that comes your way was wrapped like a burden and you unwrapped it only to find a great blessing? Because God sends blessings disguised as burden. Amen. And you don't know what it is till you unwrap it. Amen. You think it's going to break your heart. God uses it to make you stronger. Yeah. Lose a little sleep, but you gain a little confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Lord. See, God can make the loser the winner. That's what messes people up about Calvary. Jesus looked like the loser. And the loser was in charge. He was in charge.
charge of everything that was happening on that place. Yeah. Yeah. He can turn that painful thing to a great blessing. Amen. So if you're here today, you're going through something. You're hurting, suffering, dealing with something. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Don't you let it steal your joy. Counter, matter of fact, I believe the more you hurt, the louder you ought to holler. Uh, amen. I, I don't know if you all remember her or not. I remember Sister Johnson. Lord have mercy. Y'all remember Sister Johnson? Huh? <laughs> Sister Johnson didn't mean to shout. She, she just couldn't help it. Just couldn't help it. She, could, she couldn't be still. She get to running around in circles and everything. And there was always a story behind what she was shouting about. Problem was, we didn't know what God had brought us through. Amen. Take the pain. Take the pain. Take the heartache. Take the heartbreak. Grow from it. If you've got to go through this stuff, get something out of it. Amen. Get something out of it. Amen. Don't let it make you bitter. Let it make you better.